your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got... An episode for you today, it's not as fun as it normally is because we're going to be talking about the death of Jimmy Hayes at 31 years old and kind of what he meant to the Boston community. As you guys know, Josh is from the Boston area, so it's really close to home for him. Uh, So we're going to dive into that as well as Zachary Bulldock, the Blues first round pick in this year's draft, signing his ELC, as well as potentially Tyler Bozak returning to the St. Louis Blues in free agency. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about Rock Auto, because this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Josh, so a couple days ago, it was reported that Jimmy Hayes tragically died at the young age of 31 years old. What was your first reaction when you heard the news? And what are your fond memories of Jimmy Hayes, the hockey player, uh, and the person. It's tough, obviously. I I think my first reaction was just shock and disbelief. Jimmy Hayes played for Boston College, and that was at a time when I was fortunate enough to, along with my parents, have season tickets to Boston College hockey games. So I watched him play a lot in college, um, followed the team around, traveled. You know, I was really too young to remember um, vividly, but I'm sure I met him on multiple occasions, you know, after games, team hotels. Um, and I just remember, you know, similar to all of the the Twitter opinions about him, that he was just one of the nicest guys. I, you know, I remember always being excited when seeing the, the big Hayes brothers walking around the corner because I knew that they were, they'd always say hi, sign some autographs, um, you know, ask, ask my family, how, how was the game? How was the drive? If we were traveling, they're always just the nicest guys, Jimmy especially. Um, and, you know, continuing to play in like local charity games that I've seen him in uh, in years afterwards, really just huge impact on the Boston community. He was so well loved in, in that hockey community in, in the area. And just seeing that news and knowing that he has young children and, and a wife and it's, it was just heartbreaking and tragic and really uh, a tough reminder of how fragile life is. And his impact on not only his family and, and his community, but the hockey community as a whole will be greatly missed. The surplus of social media posts, uh, Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Pat Maroon all chimed in on the impact that Jimmy Hayes had on them as a hockey player. And I think it's just, it's one of those times where you get a sense of times it does feel like there is a very strong divide in the hockey community. And it, at times it, it does feel like it's impossible for fans and even some players at times to see eye to eye on whatever topics might be at hand. But really, when it comes to situations like this and like everyone kind of bands together and like supports one another uh, in their time of grief and mourning for someone that was so beloved, like you said, throughout the hockey community, I think uh, it goes to show that it really is one of the tightest leagues and communities, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just seeing all different uh, areas of the hockey community, former teammates, uh, former opponents, broadcasters, coaches, uh, the former teams that he's played for. Just, you know, no offense to him, a guy that wasn't really in the NHL for that long of a time, was out of the NHL a couple of years ago, only played around 400 games. But the fact that he was able to reach that many people and 
and I know the Kachuk um, brothers have said said their condolences and sort of these connections you wouldn't assume he would have made. It's just you could tell of how many different um, members of this community that it impacts. Uh, and I think, like you said, and we love to argue, we love to debate, uh, but moments like this bring that hockey community together, and I think it's what makes this community really special is their ability to come together and put their differences aside in moments like this. And uh, I try to appreciate, you know, uh, when it comes to something like this, the, the impact that Jimmy Hayes has left behind. You hit the nail on the head when you talked about like people you wouldn't expect coming out and saying like the impact that he had. So that shows you just how broad of a reach Jimmy had. So, and going along with that, Josh, uh, in your time in Boston and like revolving around him, if you had to pick like one story or one Jimmy Hayes centered event or anything like that, uh, I know you mentioned one earlier, but if it, if you had to pick like your favorite Jimmy Hayes moment, uh, what would you pick and why? I remember back when I when we had season tickets, we would always go to what was called the the Frozen Four, um, and I remember when I was a lot younger. Uh, in 2008, I believe, which was Jimmy Hayes' first year, it was in Denver, Colorado, um, and that was his first year at Boston College, along with his brother. I believe his brother brother may have been a year older. I, I'm not sure, but that was his first year. So I remember being all excited about the Hayes brothers that year. My parents were at least again. I was just too young. I was just going to the games. And I remember after they won the championship. Um, that's when Chris Kreider was there as well. They um, they won, and we went back to their hotel, uh, and and. They all came around the corner, like celebrating and partying, going crazy. They just won the national championship. I remember we just hung out at, outside the hotel where they were all partying, hanging out with the fans. I remember Chris Kreider gave me a slice of pizza. Uh, I remember talking to the Hayes brothers there. So it was. So it's just, not even like a like a barricade type scenario where they're like, no, kind of. You're just no. like chilling out, hanging with them, eating pizza with the boys. That's awesome. I, I'm obviously I'm in college now, but I remember that was like growing up experiencing those games meeting the players that that was like my experience of like what it was going to be like when I was in college and older and just having like the Hayes brothers Jimmy Hayes specifically being one of my first exposures to the college life and something that I've been looking forward to for a long long time it was just very surreal to to see the news obviously recently but again so many good memories um watching him play seeing him after games and all that sort of thing so obviously condolences uh, go out to the family, friends, players, everyone affected uh, by this loss from Josh and I. Uh, but we do, we are going to move on uh, to Zachary Bolduck signing. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about Rock Auto uh, because with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box and they know that we sent you, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And like I said, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Zachary Bolduck signing his ELC with the St. Louis Blues, so don't go anywhere. 
All right, Josh, it was reported yesterday that the Blues' first-round pick, number 17th overall in the 2021 NHL draft, Zachary Bulduck, has agreed to an entry-level contract with the St. Louis Blues. He's 19 years old. Uh, It sounds like he's got a fantastic skill set that can kind of fit in any scheme. He's got a great shot, great skating ability, but it can also create and drive plays uh, with his playmaking skills. So in your opinion, uh, what are your expectations for Zachary Bulldog? I know we went over a little bit at the time of the draft, uh, but we're really going to dive in deep on this one. So how do you think he projects uh, into the NHL and how do you think he fits into the scheme of this current St. Louis Blues roster and system? That's an interesting question because if you listen to the, the interview that he gave um, on Paul signing this contract and he basically described his game as all around, said, I can do this, I can be physical, I can be quick, I can be a playmaker, I can be a scorer. And I think that's pretty true for his projection. I think he's still a little bit undersized um, and has, still has like some areas of his game to work on that could be huge stepping stones for him, like his skating. So... His his ceiling isn't really clear right now, and that's an exciting thing for Blues fans. Obviously, he projects to be a really good player, but the fact of the matter is he he's a really good all-around player right now, but once he continues to, to build his game and, and fill out a little bit physically and improve his skating, then the, the areas that make him special will continue to shine, whether that's going to be his physicality, whether that's going to be his hockey IQ, or his defensive ability, he really the sky is the limit for him in that in that aspect because, like he has said, he's still got areas to improve. But he feels like he's an all around player at the moment, and the fact that he's already an all around player and has these clear um, ways that he is planning on improving shows that he he's going to be even better by the time that his his time to play in the blue note comes around. So I'm excited to see him be sort of an all around player, maybe like a, a Tyler Bozak type of guy. Uh, not the flashiest player, but makes the right play all the time, does the right thing, is reliable in both both ends of the ice. Um, obviously, the Blues picked him for a reason where they did, the highest draft pick they've had in a long time, and I am expecting him to pan out for this team. He's got a great attitude and a great skill set, and it's going to do wonders for this Blues team. Here's why I like Bulldog a lot. So right off the jump, uh, he was drafted as a center, and they go straight into – uh, the post-draft conversations and comments and interviews and all those things. And the first thing they say is like, you like playing center? He's like, well, yeah, but I also uh, feel comfortable playing at wing. And so right off the jump there, I feel like that fits into the Blues versatile- versatility of uh, their players and how they like moving guys uh, in and out of positions because they do have a lot of players currently that play center and wing. Uh, so to add someone like that into the next fold of prospects coming up the pipeline, I think uh, just kind of doubles down on uh, essentially an identity that the front office has created for this Blues team. Like we said, still don't really know what the identity is like for the actual roster, but I think the identity of the front office uh, is definitely a focal point of versatility. So he fits perfectly into that. Uh, like you said, it feels like he is a jack of all trades. He's got the physicality. He's got a very big frame at 6'1", uh, weighing 175, so he's a little bit on the lighter side. So he can weave in and right. out of defensemen right. uh, while he's When also... I say undersized, it's obviously not his height. Um... Right. Yeah, exactly. But he is, for someone that's 6'1", weighing 175 is a little, it's right. a little light. But I think Dominic Bach was in that same conversation when we drafted him. And you could see the skill set uh, that he possessed. When you've got great puck skills, when you've got good deking skills, uh, you don't really need to be a heavy hitter pushing 215 when you're 6'1". So mm-hmm. uh, for him, I think 
that will pay dividends in the end. Uh, but also at the same time, if you're six one, you have the ability to build size if you want to and get physical uh, and get in the weight room with those NHL level trainers. And next thing you know, this dude uh, is an absolute gym rat. So like you said, there's a lot of ways in which he could develop. And I think all of the ways in which he will develop uh, will be beneficial for the St. Louis Blues. Sort of a a high floor, high ceiling type of player. Not the t- not the Dominic Bach type where you're like, oh, well, if he puts it all together, he's going to be a dynamic player for this team. I think Bullduck already projects as a consistent NHL player, and it's just a matter of can he elevate his game to the next level? Can he find that specialty rather than just being a good all-around player? Can he zone in and be a defensive specialist or, or a grinder along the boards or whatever he may be. But he absolutely projects as an NHL player, and I'm excited to see um, what what specifics he picks up on as he progresses. And it sounds like scouts are very big fans of his shot, so maybe that is something that kind of sticks out on the page at you right off the jump. Uh, and so in 2019 with Ramuski Oceanic, correct me if I'm saying that wrong, team in the queue, uh, he played 55 games, scored 30 goals for them, 52 points on the season, so almost a point per game. And then in the most recent season with Ramuski, 27 games played, 10 goals, and 29 points. So in two seasons with them in the queue, he's got 81 points in 82 games. So obviously it's kind of a small sample size, but if you're averaging a point per game in the queue, uh, I think that could potentially transition well to the NHL. The sky is the limit for a couple of these young guys in the blue system, um, Zachary Bolduck especially. And like you said, we've been missing a little bit of a scorer lately and if he if he fills that mold then it would be it would be really really beneficial for the St. Louis Blues but again I think he could fill a lot of different roles maybe he'll maybe he'll pull the Ryan O'Reilly special and fill multiple roles in an elite way uh, but obviously e- a little easier said than done in that case speaking of young guys a young 34 year old might be coming back to the St. Louis Blues in Ooh. the form of Tyler Bozak but before we talk about that I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar I've ever had they have so many delicious flavors there's something for everybody if you like coconut there's something for you cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate Josh I know you're a big double chocolate guy mm, salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream German chocolate, and if you haven't tried all of those flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're very good for you too. They're extremely healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar, calories ranging from only 130 to only 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, while we're on the topic of things you need to know about, you need to know about BetOnline.ag because it is that time of year again as all eyes are turning to football, as teams are back on the grind, as fantasy football is getting underway. Josh and I are going to be in a locked-on league together this season. You're going down. I'm, I'm sure you guys will be hearing a lot about that. I believe it's a vampire league if we're if I'm up to date on everything that's happening. So we'll, we'll explain what that is later on down the road. But as always, Bet Online is your number one spot and our number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. It's the best place to lose all of your money on the Super Bowl. If you're a big yeah. Chiefs fan, that was a nightmare for me. But you might do a little bit better than I did. So you can get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest 
Oh my Lord. Both of which are open now at Bet Online. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which is you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose your wager, it will be completely refunded up to $25. That's a 100% refund up to $25 just for betting on uh, the season opener. So you can get that for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. That's NFL100 for that free refund up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Josh, if you were a betting man, would you bet that Tyler Bozak would be with the St. Louis Blues? I know at the beginning of this offseason, I don't think I would have, but now it sounds like there's mutual interest from both parties. And given the season that he had last season, especially on the end stretch where it felt like he was um, one of the most dynamic players on the team in terms of offense and defense, especially in that bottom six, he was kind of the driving force for us. So do you think Tyler Bozak comes back to the St. Louis Blues? Uh, and do you think he makes an impact on this roster and moves a couple guys down, move a couple guys around? Next thing you know, we could be looking at a pretty stacked roster come next season. Tyler Bozak coming back makes a lot of sense. Um, I do think that there is a big Russian domino that would need to fall first before Tyler Bozak returning discussions could truly uh, come to fruition. But then again, I could be wrong. Um, those, those two talks could be completely separate. But I, I do think that the blue, before the Blues would dish out more money, they would want to clear the books in that way. But um, besides that, that's, you know, that's a conversation for another another episode. I think... Tyler Bozak would make a lot of sense. He obviously had a really strong end to last season. He was one of this team's most important players down the stretch. He is aging, of course, and he is coming off a $5 million a year contract, so I don't think he would get quite that much. Um, But if the price is right, if the value is there, I think he really enjoyed playing in St. Louis, and St. Louis really enjoyed him. Uh, I think one of the question marks we were talking about is the bottom six and where everyone was going to fit in. I think Tyler Bozak would clearly get penciled in at that third line center spot, um, would kind of shore up that bottom six in that sense and increase competition a little bit, um, especially if Vladimir Tarasenko does get shipped out. Uh, it could having him be that penciled in at that third line center could give some other guys opportunities to potentially play up in Vladimir Tarasenko's spot. Who knows? So. I would love it if they brought him back. I think it would add a veteran presence to the locker room, a guy that knows you know, how to make a deep playoff run, a guy that knows how the Blues system works, knows how to play for Craig Ruby, could kind of teach some of the younger guys the ropes. Um, I would love Tyler Bozak back on the, on the St. Louis Blues. It could very well be because he played in a shortened season and missed a lot of time due to injury, but he had the highest shooting percentage last season since his 2014 season. And he also had the highest faceoff percentage of his career. So if you're slotting that guy as a bottom six center, that's going to win you faceoffs. That's going to keep puck possession while also working in the defensive zone and working in the offensive zone and being uh, a mentor and a veteran leader in that bottom six for potential guys coming up like, oh, I don't know, Clem Costin, if Jake Neighbors gets a chance, or helping drive that identity that we've talked about, drive that team chemistry with these new guys coming in. I think Tyler Bozak is absolutely one of those guys that 
could very well prove to be maybe not one of the most important players on the ice, although he is an important player in the talent and the skill set he brings. But at the bottom six, it's not that much of a leverage situation. But I think when you talk about the locker room, when you talk about the identity, the team chemistry, I think Tyler Bozak would be right up there at the top as one of the guys that uh, you want being an ambassador for your team. And I do think he would potentially do that for Brusnevich, for Saad, uh, and anybody else that comes in. Absolutely agreed. I think the the makeup of this roster is shifting a little bit this season, but bringing back a guy like Tyler Bozak, a guy that's been sort of a staple of this new look Blues over the past few years, would definitely breathe some life into the Blues returning to that form and helping guys like Saad and Buchnevich kind of gain that style of play. Not that they don't have it already, but um, it would it would bring another familiar face back to the team and especially a familiar face from the cup run, which is always going to be something that I think this team could use as sort of a reminder uh, of, of what they're capable of for sure. And we've so, seen um, guys struggle in their first season, like Justin Falk, Tori Krug, all of those guys struggle in their first season. So the more guys we have in uh, that make that transition easier, especially this season going back to a normal NHL season, hopefully, and not a shortened one, uh, they have more time to make that transition uh, and get their feet wet and understand the system than they did in the last two years past. So I think Tyler Bozak could be a very important part of that for the St. Louis Blues. It's all about identity. It's all about team chemistry. And with a lot of new faces in the locker room, that could be something that's a little bit, a little bit difficult to obtain. But even if Tyler Bozak were to come in and be sort of a healthy scratch guy, he's a locker room guy, he's a glue guy, and he will help this team establish an identity that I think was very much missing in this past season. I think so too. So we're going to be following that entire process here on the Locked on Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.